my name is Woody, aka Creston Woods, and with me today we have another personal trainer from Elevate. Well, for now, but uh, <laughs> next couple weeks. Uh, yeah. For the next couple weeks, but uh, my man Doug here, he's coming on the podcast. Doug, what's your last name? Brown. Doug Brown. Yeah. Doug Brown on the podcast. What's up, dude? Um, Doug so is a trainer, um, a gym owner, yep. and a former baseball player and I actually have a really big question about his baseball career because I see this huge <laughs> scar coming up his arm and it's yeah. such an epic scar so I really want to get into that but sure welcome man to the podcast Thank thanks you. for being here yeah thanks for having me uh, I've been trying to get here so I'm, I'm glad that uh, we finally got it worked out man yeah no a couple of reschedules but I know you're busy building your new gym and like yeah. doing it up yep so tell us a little bit about that what's your, what's your new gym gonna be called uh, it's fitness 48 um, it is a gym exclusively for personal trainers um, we, uh, my business partner and I, uh, Rich, you know Rich. Yeah, um, I mean, the reason why actually you're on the podcast is because Rich told me you have a great story about the arm, and uh, he's oh, like, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. get him on the podcast. Yeah. You gotta. Sure. And I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, so Fitness 48 is something. So I used to own a gym in San Diego, and right before the pandemic, I sold it. So like it couldn't have been better for me like and my family. Was oh, money. Yeah. I mean that's just you can't even because make that every up. gym like you know after during COVID just flipped. That was four right? months after I got the the money in. It you know that's when everything locked down in California because it was in San Dude, Diego. Timing, timing's oh, on your side. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'd rather do that than win the lottery. I think you know. Yeah. But uh, so that was uh, we were really lucky there. That's what actually got me to Arizona because we bailed out of California at that time. Yeah. Um, which was a good time to bail out of California. Yeah, and why'd too. you pick Arizona? Um, just familiar. Uh, I, I've had family here. I lived here before, so like I, I used to live here from like 2003 through 2013, and then okay, yeah. I moved to, to San Diego, met my wife there, and then uh, uh, we decided we had a we had a you know two year old at the time, you know, so like it was like it's like time now to it's just time go. to just like get yeah, out of like California. San Diego, it's, it's a great place. Oh, San Diego is the best if you're young and single, especially. But like <laughs> yeah. you know, married with a child, it is probably one of the worst places to live because it's so hundred percent yeah you know, so and, but <laughs> yeah good times glad to leave exactly yeah, I mean, yeah. so it, it feel, fulfilled the time of your life that you oh, when you were for there sure. yeah, I moved when course. I was 27 and single oh, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah I came back 36 and married like chapter of life oh totally <laughs> and like tons and tons and tons of good times um, but you know you gotta let those good times go and like you know it's just time to grow up and, and move somewhere where it's you can afford to buy a house that doesn't need $150,000 to put into it and yeah. so, <laughs> Arizona's the yeah. spot and we're like we're just like California minus the beach right and a little bit now cheaper and is. better laws yeah, yeah but like you know now it's I mean this is like what it was like in California when I left it's starting you know, to get that way so expensive yeah. now, yeah. Like, and we've benefited from it, but, you know, having bought the house in 2020. But uh, um, it was a, it's been a windy road to get here. But <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, here I am. So, but yeah, but like Fitness 48 is something that I've wanted to do after having sold my gym in San Diego. Um, and it was just a, really a matter of finding the right space, which is difficult because because of COVID, uh, the a lot of the landlords want nothing to do with the gym. Um, they know gyms aren't going to make money or like well, they don't they think, fa right? They failed, you know, big yeah. time. And like, um, you know, it was, it was just sad to see just like you really saw how badly things went, you know, for for certain business types and gyms were probably the one of the worst. I can't say that it's the worst, but like um, it is really one of the, the – they paid one of the highest prices for COVID and the, like, like the lockdowns and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. So. Um, 
it was just like, okay, like, you know, it's time to do it again, find the right spot, find the right landlord. Um, and then finally, uh, just a couple months ago, this, you know, everything kind of lined up and we got the space, started working on it and we should be open here in a couple of weeks. Uh, where's the space at? Uh, it's over in Awatuki at like Ray oh, and great spot. No, no, you know, 40, awesome. Fourth Street, yeah. somewhere right around there. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's quite a little spot. It's um, it was a former gym, so like uh, got the benefit of having very little turnover um, to get the space ready for us. Yeah, you know, you're, so, you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. It, it, it always, it's always more than what it seems like it's going to be, but. Uh, both from a work perspective and financial perspective, but you know, um, we'll be there for at least seven years and it's, uh, it's a good, good spot. Good spot. Well, man, I got to come check it out when you guys yeah, are ready. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's going to be sick. Yeah. But, uh, um, yes. Now bringing it back into like, why did you get into fitness in general? And like, give me a, some of the background story. I know you were a baseball sure. player at the start. Sure. And so, yeah, let's just get yeah, into that. So it went from baseball to advertising to personal training, and I'll get into the. Uh, so I used to do advertising, like, and um, I owned a uh, um, an advertising agency. Um, did all online stuff through like Facebook. Uh, Instagram really wasn't around at that time yet. Um, so it was really just Facebook. A lot of Facebook ads. I did that for, for several years and, um, you know, it was a small type of outfit, you know, so it wasn't anything too crazy, but, um, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, doing it for a long time until I didn't. Yeah. And it was like, you, you just woke up one you day just kind and of you just kind of say like, thing. do I really want to do this today? And like, you know, just, I started having those kinds of feelings, uh, more and more always been into fitness, uh, for the most part, but that was actually post-college, uh, uh, been into fitness for a long time, but, uh, you know, it was like, well, I can make money doing that too. So then I ultimately saw a personal trainer, uh, cause I needed to, for myself to get into better shape. I saw that personal trainer. I saw that person for a few months and I was just kind of thinking to myself, like I could do this. Well, it wasn't even that, like it was more <laughs> of just like, is this true? Like certain things. Yeah. And like, so what I did, um, to kind of, you know, cause I mean, they're they talk about misinformation or, you know, bad information. Fitness is Oh my gosh. Well, it. I mean, it's just, I and mean, people take off whatever information they see like first, right? And yeah. so it, it doesn't matter if it's like good or bad. It's just like, you know, it's whatever and they it saw the first and, time and they learned it and they sure. ingrained it. And it becomes for, for a lot, for a lot of people, it becomes like, well, that's the gospel now. And like, there's no going against that. And, yeah. um, you gotta be skeptical with your health, for <laughs> like, sure. open-minded, but skeptical. Yeah. And there's, there, there are just some basic truths that if you can just wrap your head around, you're good yeah. to go. Um, and so, like, I started to question it without knowing anything myself, but it just seemed kind of counterintuitive, certain things. And I was like, okay, well, to me, the way that my brain works is, well, if I want to know really how to do this and where this is coming from, if it, whether it's right or wrong, is to just get certified. Yeah. Go through the stuff, you know, because it's not – it's a pretty low barrier of entry. You know, yeah, it's into, not hard to get a cert. Yeah, so it's like no. I, I didn't do it with the idea of – but turning that into my career, I just wanted to make sure that like I'm getting the most out of my money that I'm spending yeah, for the you're personal training. To this guy, yeah. and you want to know if they're telling you the right information. And I was certainly interested in it. I wanted to know more about it, and so like I did that. I started to realize like, okay, where here here's where he's he's coming up with some of these things. Um, and so then like I had my certification with no plans on doing anything with it. But I think though at the same time that since I had it, 
it allowed me to kind of slowly but surely put my foot away from advertising and kind of just started leaning on that a little bit more because then as I got more fit myself, you know, people just start asking, asking you questions. You train me? And like, yeah, like, well, yeah. just didn't really have so much of that. Uh, more my, just like, like advice, like free advice, small. right? Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. like, you know, somebody might say like, hey, what's, you know, what was like your secret or something like that, whatever. And uh, so like, I, I just, uh, I, I, the more I started talking about it, the more I realized that I was just interested in it. Yeah. Period. And so um, that's when I started, okay, it was like, well, started looking for a space, you know? And then it was like, yeah. well, I'd rather move to like San Diego. And, um, you know, so at that time I, uh, I, I started to, you know, to kind of train here and there. I knew I didn't want to just go work at a job because being self-employed, you know, really most of my adult life, it was like going to get a job. is just kind of not really in the cards. Well, like, it's just working for someone else I'm and a not bad with your ID. Yeah. <laughs> like when you make the, the decisions that I've had to have made over the course of my life, I, I, nobody else is going to really make my decisions for me. I will live and die by my own decisions. So it was like, okay, well, um, um, you know, maybe try to find a couple clients or something like that. And, uh, and I did, um, you know, nothing crazy. I still did the ads, but it was like, I was focused. I found myself focused on the smaller portion, which was the training part of things more than the advertising. advertising you know, and just you're like, like, I'm putting energy into this. Why am I not just doing this? Yeah. And it was like, you know, just like I, I, you got, I got to the point where it was like, I really just don't want to do this anymore. I was staring at Facebook eight to 10 hours a day, you know, just running Ugh. how many <laughs> unimaginable high just numbers of Just looking at a screen campaigns. for 10 hours a day sounds horrible. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, just like I was always looking forward to going to the gym. I was always looking forward to talking about that kind of stuff. Everything was, but what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, so that kind of gave me the, uh, the ability, because I mean, I, I made good money with it, it but it gave, so it gave me the ability to... Um, have the security to, to take a risk into something that I've never been involved in before really. And so, yeah. um, that's kind of how I got into personal training. Yeah. And I mean, it like the transitioning into, from like a marketing style background into like a personal training where you can market yourself and like market the person to themselves and all of these like skills that you acquired in that probably help along the way. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, I don't know if, you know, where I, if I would be where I am without that advertising background, because advertising solves pretty much all of your problems. Yeah. Like people don't know your product. They don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. It's the greatest product in the world. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, just, um, advertising at the end of the day is what is going to dictate what, whether you're successful or not, because, you know, it, it, word of mouth certainly works but it doesn't work based on nothing. And so like, you know, you can't just say, well, Doug's a trainer. And so go see him. He's, he's fit or he's, he's a great guy, yeah. whatever it might be. But there's a hundred trainers out there and then you yeah, can, they're, your they're, buddy can pull them up on Instagram yeah. and yeah. And all like hundred of those are fitter and nicer than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever, dude. I mean, like, I'm looking at you, you're like twice my size. So, no, you know, like, like, but <laughs> that's over the course of the last you know, decade. Yeah. But like, um, so like having that advertising background, it was like, I, no matter what I chose to do, cause I was going to be self-employed, no matter what I chose to do, I felt comfortable doing it because it was like, I just need customers. That's it. Like, and it's personal training is the same, whether you install flooring or whatever the case, you just yeah. need customers and that comes through the advertising. So having that knowledge is certainly, um, beneficial. You Definitely. know, to, to at least have the, to point yourself in the right direction. Because if you don't have it, then you have to pay a lot of money to get it. Yep. And that, that, <laughs> there you go. Like, you know, just 
Um, favorite saying of mine is you get paid in direct proportion of, of the problem that you solve. And so like if you solve a big problem, you get paid big money. And so advertising is for a lot of people a big, big problem. Money. And so like you get <laughs> yeah. you get good money for that. And um, you know, if you create a gym that solves a problem for personal trainers, you know, there's money there. Yes. Like and so um, you have to solve other people's problems. <laughs> yes. If you can That's solve people's problems, you will make money, period. And you just have to understand what the problem is. Um, mm -hmm. and so um, for most businesses, it's just the problem is not enough customers or customers aren't paying enough for the service. They're paying more for somebody else. And nobody knows why. Uh, but that, that absolutely helps with running a personal training business and finding clients, running a gym, and finding trainers, whatever it might be. But um, um, it's it's huge. It's, it's a huge part of it. Yeah. And uh, you didn't get into fitness when you were in college playing baseball? Like, you said you got into some later. Oh, like, yeah. like, that's like, kind of interesting. Like, it wasn't until after. Like, you know, because, like, dude, back in the day. The, when you're the, a player, you're a player. Right? So I was in high school yeah. from 99. I graduated in 2003. Um, I didn't play, you know, I only played varsity in, you know, in high school my junior and senior year. Um, uh, college. Uh, and you're I, a I never picked up a weight. Yeah, I only pitched. Uh, I never picked up a weight until college. Like, really? I was, so I'm six two. I'm two <laughs> ten right now. I, at, in high school, my senior year, I was probably six two and one sixty. I was stream bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, like I could eat everything, and be, like my parents, you know, pr probably didn't like me during those years because I could eat everything and not you gain, know, anything. <laughs> gain and the, anything. And they're like, looking at it like I'm eating the same thing as you, and I'm putting it oh, on. Yeah, yeah like, for yeah. sure. And like, um, and so like, yeah. <laughs> it, but uh, so I grew up in Ohio. Ohio baseball. Not much of a thing. Yeah, no. You I, know, football for sure. One of my like, roommates is from Ohio, and it's just like it's just uh, not like conditions to play all the time, yeah. right? And so, like Arizona, we got spring training fields. We got like all this, like you know, all year round. As much as you want, gorgeous weather. Even in the heat, you can play, right? No, but, yeah, but not in the cold. Because you can play all year round. Yeah. And like you know, like in Ohio, it's either raining or snowing or you get that one day out of the year where it's really nice. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I've played too many baseball games in a like in uh, conditions like 35 games. degrees yeah. and it's like it's is it raining is it snowing i have no idea i don't even know where i, I am yeah. value the conditions yeah. games like For sure, you know which, how to be able to handle duh. those like terrible conditions and still yeah. pitch a game because you know how slippery the ball gets you know like yeah. how hard it is to control how, how hard the ground when gets, it's clear yeah. Yeah. It's hard to control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like it just um, – so like, you know, weightlifting, like, you know, we would run a lot like as a pitcher. That's important. But like, you know, that's pretty much like the extent of – I never picked up, you know, a single piece of iron, you know, in, in those four years and totally regret that. If I knew then what I know now, oh, uh, dude, yeah, completely you'd be a different, different player. And like, you know, just from a physical standpoint, it made a huge difference because like I was like at 18 – I was still I still had the body of a of a boy basically, but a tall one. Yeah, like you, you grew hard, up to the size, you know. But, but like, like yeah. yeah, like you know, it wasn't until like really I was twenty one, twenty two that like you know I started to kind of get into things. But I oh boy, I remember the first college practice that I went to, and they strapped a. They're like, okay, go pick up one of those forty five pound plates, and this is in Ohio. <laughs> like, and put it on your back, hold it uh, like just above your shoulders on each side, and go walk up and down those steps. 
I couldn't walk for like a week. Like, because <laughs> yeah. that was the first time I ever did like real leg exercises, as even as a pitcher. Yeah, and you know, first week wasn't... stimuluses are just the worst. Dude, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I woke up the next day going, like, okay, like, I don't do know I, I just show up to the baseball field in a wheelchair? <laughs> like, what do I do here? Like, because I can't, like, this is, this is really rough. And because, I mean, like, I, I probably, I mean, that was just looking back on that, that was just straight up dangerous. Yeah. Like, we had no business doing that. Like, you know, you, well, I mean, your coaches shouldn't be doing like overtraining you if you're not at that level. Dude, I could, yeah, like, I could have been in the hospital probably that <laughs> night with rats. Yeah. Like, you know, just, and for real, it was, it was bad. Um, like, and not like I got home, like, or I, I kind of woke up the next day going like, how, how did I get here? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, and it was, just, that wasn't much fun, but like, you know, that was, that was the first time that I ever really had, um, any type of, and then there was no instruction behind it. It was just like, okay, just, take the plate and go like and yeah. okay um <laughs> you know and um it was just it was it was brutal for me especially because i never it, you know just fitness wasn't the thing that it is today yeah you know back in 2003 it was not like you know there were plenty of fit people but like fitness is way more with social media oh, yeah. we can just like throw it around to everybody but like unless you are you know, said Arnold or like bodybuilder guy back yeah. from back then. Like, yeah, you're not like, in we that. We didn't fitness. have a strength coach at, our, you know, even for our football team. I don't think you know. So like, it was just kind of like, and I went to, I didn't go to like some super small high school. There were two thousand kids in my high school, like five hundred a class and like ish. Um, it was, it, but it was like, and now like you know, fitness just wasn't the thing. Yeah, you know? but I think even now, like I was talking to uh, Wyatt out there, and he's a you know high school wrestling coach, and he's like, yeah, they. they one of the teachers is like the strength and conditioning coach and it's like not even yeah, like you know it's like uh, this there's got to be somebody who would volunteer right like you know just well, um, yeah. somebody who's or like, somebody like, who's like a certified personal trainer like, yeah. like just to train people like yeah. you know like, just yeah. to get some experience with so, you know, who I'm wants sure to get they are coaching. but like I don't know you know it, it seems like it'd be like yeah. their main focus not just like a class and then you know like oh I'm going to teach the strength and conditioning class later sure yeah, right like, like you, you know just I'm just glad to see that there's there's more of it at the very least in, yes, in high school because like man, to get kids uh, I was training like one of my clients' uh, sons last week and like you know just he's 14 but to train him is like you're so much easier to train because like your they body mean, is pliable you want to be here and once they find <laughs> a movement pattern it's like oh dude I'm making progress it's automatic like, automatic and then to think about like the head start that you get by doing that at 14 through the rest of your life through the middle of your growth amazing. spurt like oh. if you can do a pull up before your growth spurt and then like you grow into it like it's different because like once you've grown through it like it's hard to do yeah. a pull up again yeah. plus just the, the <laughs> lifestyle of it you know to to to, to see the importance of staying leaner, you know, keeping muscle mass on your bones, like, uh, you know, just you, the health benefits over the course of your life will be astronomically high, you know, if, if you can just start at yeah, that age. Set that and like, base. So it's like, man, like, I, I really wish I had, I had, I had had that when I was in high school and I'm just glad to see that there's, there's more, more of it and it's. I think it's only improving. Yeah, definitely. You I mean, know, it has to. I think that as, as it just permeates through society of kind of like the, the fitness stuff, I think that it'll be, you know, 10 years from now, we'll kind of get it to where it really you should be. You kind of have to. 
Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if it's the price for paradise, if you want to be a you know college baseball player, you got to lift, you got to do yeah. those things. Like, it's going to be just from finding now on. the accessibility even among non athletes in high school, you know, to it, it doesn't just have to be the jock thing, you know, yeah, to just, no. you know, make it more accessible. I think it should be a class like math or English, yeah. like, it should be like health and fitness. Like, you should learn at least how the body works, like, sure. your own call. Like, you know, we have driver's ed. We yeah. don't have driver's ed for our body. Yeah, right. I know. Like, you know, it, it, I think that that – it's a tall order to ask, but I think that just getting kids familiar and comfortable with fitness is such a huge part of it because, I mean, for the same reason that, you know, an older client of mine doesn't want to go in the gym, the, the, the same is probably true for a 14-year-old. Is like it's an intimidating place Yeah, but I from mean, the outside. We have to even ask of that of the teachers, though, because, like, the teachers are in the same place and they're feeding the same mindsets that are mm-hmm. the kids are having because they're not also – most of them probably not in the gym as much as they could be. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so they're learning that, but, like, we need to, you know, at least have some voices on the health and fitness side as Definitely. well. Definitely, definitely. It's it, it it can change. It has the ability to change kind of the course of a lot of people's lives. You know, before they're you know like before they get to their thirties or forties and say like, oh boy, I just you know they just came home from the doctor and they have to make some serious changes at a time when you don't want to make changes. Yeah, you know, to get that base going from 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 the get go is it's important. Yeah, definitely. And then you went into college baseball after that. Uh, so that was like when I first showed up at, uh, so after high school, that was when I picked up the first weight, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, to kind of give you a bit of a background on the baseball stuff. So like in high school, like I was never recruited by anybody other than one D three school. Wow. And so it's just like, yeah, baseball, like it's just, yeah. it's hard. You gotta know people. I, you gotta I wasn't, be like, I was good, in these tournaments, I, you gotta play with all the club teams and do the thing. Even now. then, like, you know, just like, I, I didn't play in that much of like the summer ball stuff. You just played you school know? ball. Yeah, and uh, you know, so like once you know, I remember the the last game that we played in high school. It was like it was an emotional game because it was like this is it. Like you know, other than yeah. kind of like uh, tinkering around later on, you know, You'd accept maybe playing it, some almost, softball, yeah. like you know, just whatever. You know, it's like okay, like yeah, this is kind of the this is where it ends, and it, this is where it ends for most. You know, and like you know, just but we all go through that, and you know, very few of them move on to the next level. But like it was like okay. Um, that game that I played the rest of the school year, I just kind of was like, okay, like that's, that's kind of it. And um, I had a friend of mine call me and he's like, hey, we need another pitcher on this team. It's a travel team. I was like, yeah, sure. I got nothing going on during the summer. My parents have actually moved out to Arizona already. So, like, I'm staying in Ohio, like, by myself. I had a sister there. And, um, you know, so it's like I show up, I pitch, you know, for him. And by then, like, you know, certainly my arm was, was pretty loose and I was throwing pretty hard. And uh, so it's like, okay, like, you know, just, yeah, we'll take you. Like, you know, just here's our first game, whatever. Yeah. Well, the first game, I blew just about everybody away. Like, yeah, and I've it was never like your felt, best like, game I, ever. I, can, <laughs> I, can, I remember the night. I remember where I was. I remember everything about it. Like, uh, a lot of the details of it because it was just like – Ooh, that ball was coming out of my hand like gold. And like, it yeah. was just like, I was putting it exactly where I wanted it to go. I was throwing hard. And I think that even my coaching staff was just like, oh shit, like we got to, we got to have a player, player right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like, um, and then like, I remember there was one, one pitch that I threw and I, this is probably why I remember most of it is like, they tossed out a little league ball. So like I was what? holding the ball that like, I felt like I could just completely wrap my hand around and i was like i'm not telling anybody <laughs> yeah i'm so i'm hugging I this thing i heaved that yeah. ball and i like it, it, there were radar guns out at the time and i threw that ball at about 96 
And oh I was just, my. And yeah. then as soon as I, and I was strike three, so then I told the umpire, I was like, ah, that ball felt a little weird. You might want to check that one. <laughs> so I don't want the other team yeah. being able to have that ball. And so, like, uh, they took the ball out of the game. But, like, <laughs> I threw that ball at 96, and I was just like, okay. Like, um, I felt really, like, I mean, it was just kind of the moment that I got a lucky break <laughs> to have just an enormous shot of confidence. Yeah. Because that was the first time I even broke 90. What? Yeah. So first like, time you broke 90, you hit 96? Well, like, <laughs> that like I, maybe... But I know, but, like... That, that I know for sure, because, yeah. like, at my, my high school games, like, we didn't... We, there were no guns. No out guns. Then. Yeah, but. so, like, um, uh, I threw... I heaved that ball in, threw it right down the middle. The kid swung, I think, 20 minutes later. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, ball was, was by the, him. Yeah, like, we were in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, so it just gave me the confidence, like, you know, and just... Whew. And like you, my t- my teammates were just here. like yeah, yeah like here we go let's go and then we played the we traveled all around really the kind of like the I don't want to say the East Coast because it wasn't that far but we played in some big time tournaments in in uh, like the surrounding states played some nasty teams with amazing baseball players uh, but uh, um, that's when like you know just as I started to throw nearly every day at that point. Um, uh, cause I was a starter and so like I would, I would throw my game, take a day off and then start, you know, having like Arm a, care, yeah, like throwing like throughout the little week, side session yeah. throughout the week. And then, uh, cause we played a few times a week. Um, most of the tournaments were just on the weekends though. So I was just playing a lot of baseball and like, I, and it was just like every game I went out there, it was like, I'd get another mile an hour and like, I would get like, I'd get deeper into the game. Like, more strikeouts. I'm just getting like, every, looser I mean, and Everything stronger, was like, going like the right way. The weather is warm. Now I'm, I'm now I'm sitting low nineties. Like, um, on my fastball, my curveball had a lot more bite to it. My changeup was nasty. Like everything was working for me. Yeah. Playing like, you know, some of the top teams where you have, you have college and professional scouts in the in the in the sands. Um, yeah, and you just had to show up on when the scouts there. Like you just got to show up that day. Yeah, like, that's a like big that part was the of it. First like, yeah. time like that I've ever played in anybody like aside in, in from that, like yeah. half of the parents. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like, oh man, like you know, now it's like you know, a bunch of the guys on my team were getting recruited. You know, it was like. You know, for the first time, really, I had a defense behind me. You know, because like, yeah, I could, I could get you know, ground balls and fly balls, but you know, if they don't make the plays, yeah, and then like you're you're in a shit situation. Numbers, yeah, yeah. Like, and so like, um, it's you know, if if you're already kind of behind the eight ball of growing up in a place that is not a, you know, kind of prototypical uh, baseball place. Um, you can't really have too many things go wrong for you. And yeah. like, not to say that they necessarily did. It was just like, ugh, I was just a run of the mill high school pitcher until I started. It was the first time that I've ever gone, you know, and through for more than three or four months. It's, it's, it's amazing how like your game ups when you play around better players. So, like it just, ups. you know, just the consistency of the, the work that I was putting in to, to get, you know, to, to get ready for every, every game. Cause like I could still, you know, come in relief during the week. You know, just, you know, the, the arm care stuff isn't what it's like today, um, where no. maybe it might be a little too conservative. But, like, at the same time, uh, the... Uh, you just wanted to play your kid. Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You know, just, what else am I going to yeah. do? What like, what? what else am I... I love the game. I love pitching. You know, I just couldn't hit worth shit so like you know it was just yeah. um pitching is my deal and yeah. uh, i could throw hard um you know being tall and and lanky at the time um just i mean i was on top of people you know because like a lot of the competition was you know stronger but not as, as as tall um and plus i'm standing on top of the mound i felt like i was on top of the world and um 
you know, I had good catchers, you know, that just, I felt like I was thrown into a brick wall. Oh, like that's nothing. Was, I mean, that, that makes such a, like, from a mental per- perspective, boy, like, I don't know if anything gets better than a good catcher. And you caught, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Shout out to my position. Yeah, I love it. And I'm not just and kissing your, your, your backside here. Like, it really it is true. Because, no. like, if I'm going to spike a curveball, I need to know that it's it's not going anywhere other than directly in front of you or very close to you to where I can I can get the strikeout without giving up you know the run or something like that. And but I know I mean you know when a pitcher trusts you and a pitcher doesn't trust you and like mm-hmm. when you guys are on the same page it works like tremendously better. Yep. It's a it's a big chemistry thing between Somebody pitcher knows and how catcher. To frame you know oh pitch. Oh my gosh, you like save just, so many pitches, dude. Yeah. I mean like I was getting strikeouts there. I'm like okay, like you know just the the zone is tighter when it's higher uh, competition levels. But it was like my catchers are getting me strikes and like you know just it was i became friends with them pretty quickly because he was like (laughs) man like you know just where would i be without a good catcher and then my defense behind me it was like uh, these guys would make every play i was just like thank god (laughs) wait you're telling me i'm out of the inning i don't need to throw 30 more pitches and threw him out a second (laughs) like oh sick like that was i mean it it was just like it was really eye-opening for me to really play with a you know because i guess a pitcher like you're just worried about hitters, you know, but like you're doing a, your job. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, as, as a, as a position player, it's like, you got to hit, you got to field, you got to know where you're supposed to be. And the ball's like, not coming to you every play. Yeah. At all. And I just have to like, and I just have to, I, I'm in control of all of these things as to where that ball goes. And, um, um, I, my control was on point. Like I'm throwing harder. I'm thro- like, I'm just throwing better in every sense of the word. And then it was like, you know, my coaches would come around and be like, Hey, you know, such and such school was, you know, it's checking you out. And I, and I, I finally told them though, I was like, just don't tell me because like now it's in my head. I'm 18 years old. Like, I don't what the hell, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just, just playing baseball. I, I throw a baseball fast. Like, you know, and, and it was like, um, I just need to focus on that. The rest of it will kind of, uh, settle in and, uh, go from there. But, uh, um, uh, so that summer, like, I mean, there was a team out of Cincinnati that had pretty much like they, they're just stacked with big leaguers. You just don't know it because they're not they're in their big leagues in like three years. Yeah. You know, so like I played against Cameron Maven. I, I played against some of these guys that I mean, Cameron Maven, I remember when we played uh, their team in Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, he had a home run off of one of my teammates that was like. Had to go 500 feet. I mean, like, and he was 16. Big leaguer, automatic. You're like, I can see it already. You know, growing up in Ohio, so I got to say, I got to see LeBron play in high school. You see a professional athlete, you know it. Before they're a professional athlete, you know it. You just know it. They are physically built different. LeBron certainly was. But, like, you know, Cameron Maben at 16 years old, he was bigger than everybody else on the field. Like, and and you just, whether it was his physical signs or his presence, you knew who he was. And, like, you know, he went, I think, high in the first round. And, like, uh, you know, he was in the big leagues a few years later. He had a good career. Um, And, like, uh, he, uh, but like that team, it was like if you look at like the players on, on like the, the, the roster lists over the years, it's amazing. It's amazing because they recruit from all over the country just for a travel yeah. ball for the summer. They have their own stadium. They have everything. Oh, yeah. And like some oof. of these summer ball programs are crazy. Like yeah. I played in Santa Barbara one summer. It was like they we had the field. They fed us every game. It was How awesome. How old are you? Uh, 26, almost 27. Okay. So I'm 10 years in the difference of our 10 years. So yeah. I'm 37. Like our, the difference of our 10 years is night and day. Like, oh, yeah. You had like it's the, different. The, the, it's a completely different The competition culture. level that you probably played against was probably far better than what I played against because like nowadays I remember like when Bryce Harper came to the big leagues and and it was like kind of a big deal where he uh uh 
you know, he was like groomed to be a baseball player. And that was like the first time you ever really heard of it. Now Big name groom. Yeah, everyone's groomed. Now everybody's groomed for a specific sport. And like, um, you know, so they, I, I, I don't know how I would have played in the same era as you did because like, I mean, the competition level yeah. is, is, is just better and better every year. The huge question is when do you specialize, right? Because you like some of the best athletes are like multi-sport athletes, but then at the same time, like some of these athletes are bred to play baseball, right? So Bryce Harper's status, like you put him in all throughout, you know, his life playing baseball, you know? That's a good question, man. Like, and I have a four-year-old daughter that like, you know, just, it, 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 it's something that I, th- I've thought about before. I don't know what the answer is, but like, I, to me, man, like, you know, just even as good as, as, as I was, I mean, the big leagues are, even dude, um, another still, step up, dude. I, I, it's like I another know. step up. I, but yeah. it's, you know, but like the next step up is like you playing like, um, you know, kind of like high A ball, like, and yeah, going, like then you the, work your the way minors. through. Yeah, but bro, like, grind. I mean, just to get to like, you know, even triple A is not, it is, I mean, like you are among the best in the world at what you do then. Minus <laughs> one guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, minus the starter in the MLB. Like you're in the triple A, like, you know, you're, yeah. you're right behind the one guy that's playing the head. But even then, like, you know, nowadays, like everybody can throw a hundred miles an hour but it's like do you have any idea where it's going and like that's what's going to separate you from from you know the guy who ends up in as a triple a guy versus the guy who ends up in uh in the league but uh you know like to me man like i I don't think you specialize yeah you know like generalize is probably the way to go for uh, most people it's not to say that you shouldn't prepare to go pro or like you know to be like you know to to be paid for a sport but at the same time uh like live your life <laughs> do what you want to do like especially in high school man like you know just it, to me it's like you know to see that like you know the kids are, are not playing other sports and i understand why it's and i'm not saying that it's wrong I'm just saying that it's like man like if you, you know for me it's like if my daughter told me you know and she was like really really good at volleyball but she really wanted to play you know another you know sport because like her friends were doing it or something like yeah go for it yeah like why not? <laughs> and know, it can like, only amplify your volleyball probably oh yeah, yeah. Why, like, and i think that just staying active you know and staying um with different movement patterns I think is just good for you and like yeah. um, certainly like more like you know fighting and stuff like this like you know uh, jiu-jitsu or something like that I think can be a good thing so long as you're just learning the sport and not well you know, like the confidence that be hurt. able to you know handle yourself in a situation is almost like a mindset thing too like yeah. confidence thing if you learned a fighting skill like yeah, yeah. Like, I want my daughter to, to do that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to make her do it, but it's like, I really hope that she'll yeah, at least kind of take it. I'll set up the environment around yeah, it. Like, like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's cool if you do this. I'll move a few <laughs> things around to try to make it work. But, like, at the end of the day, it's her decision. But, like, um, yeah, I just think that it's there's a lot of benefit. Because then it's like, man, if you if you ultimately don't make it and you're like, let's say you get injured or you do, something happens, it's like you put all your chips in one basket and now what? You know, to me, like, you know, just not setting yourself up for for disappointment and not saying, like, oh, I'm going to do that, even when it's the dream, I think is important for for kids these days to not be so, you know, it's, man, I don't know how to put it because I don't want to say it. Because you also don't want to say, like, don't shoot for the moon. Like, you know, you you want them to shoot for the moon. yeah, Yeah, shoot for the moon. But, like, you know, and it's not to say, like, but you know, yeah. keep it real. Like you know, yeah. just it's nothing like that. It's, uh, that's what I I, 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 I hope that, I, do, that, I know. Yeah, Same I hope thing. that people who listen to this know what I'm talking about. Of just saying like, hey, look, you know, just it's okay to do other things and have fun. Yeah, and do it's it with your a, friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, 
don't rely on it is I yeah. guess kind of the the best the way to put it. But um, I mean, if you yeah. expect it to carry you through, then it's probably not right. You know, you just yeah. have to like let go, right? You have to like, be, I mean, accept if I, if it. I, if just play thought, the game for fun. Yeah, if I thought I was going up, like if I thought I was playing in that league uh, after high school for a real shot at something, I don't think I would have done as well. Yeah, you just Cause played because you're having fun was, and you were throwing an hard. And it kid. felt great. Yeah. As an 18 year old kid, I'm not in high school anymore. Like you know, just the world is starting to open up a little bit. You know, my parents are on the other side of the country. It's like you know, I wasn't doing anything dumb, but at the same time, I had I had real first taste of freedom. You know, that type of adulthood freedom, and it was just like okay, like you know, just I'm gonna go have fun with the with the boys because like you know, college is gonna start and like. You know, you gotta take it seriously. Like, you know, go play, <laughs> yeah. have, go have some fun, play baseball, take some trips to, you know, uh, a couple places with your friends, and like, you know, make it a good summer. And like, and it was. Uh, so like, you know, baseball was obviously a huge part of that, but it wasn't the only part of that. Uh, did really well with baseball. Got recruited by. I, I, I in the end, I kind of had a, I had a pretty good choice as to where I could go. The one place that I really wanted to go though was Ohio State, oh, yeah. and I didn't. But you didn't get the the so one place. So this yeah. is where things kind of start to like you know just I, I I have my adulthood regrets is that like I just didn't take school that seriously. I didn't have a high GPA. You know I, I think I graduated with like a two five. I'm not dumb. It's just I hated school. Like yeah. you know, just uh, it wasn't a motivation. Yes, yeah, like I just hated going to school. Like, and, uh, um, I had fun at school, you know, you know, with my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, it was just like, you know, school work was just like, oh boy, not for me. And, <laughs> and so like, you know, I'm sending out transcripts at the end here and like, and I'm just like, okay, I can't go to Ohio state. Uh, cause I, like it was, they had already started classes because they had like a weird schedule. I think that they still do, but like, you know, they, they started before like everybody else. And, uh, so it was like, well, the school year has already started there. So that's kind of out. Um, okay. Like I need to pick a school cause I have to, like, I have to make a move. Yeah. So I went to university of Toledo first, uh, in Ohio. And that was like the, that was like the one, okay. Like my sister went to school there. I have some, uh, um, relationship to the school so I was like I'll start there I ended up staying there until like you know for four months and I, I moved out here through for ASU um, in January December or January something like that so you went there for a couple months and then you're just like ASU wanted you like what well, was the well it wasn't like, so was much that... like ASU like it was like begging me to come out or anything like that that's certainly not the case but it was like I want to be able to, to like, I forget how it all went down, but I was able to go throw and, uh, you know, just have some people watch me. And it was like, at that time, like I, I, I had kept my arm in just enough good shape where it's like, okay, I can heave it for 30 pitches and see what happens. Did it. It was, it was, everything went about as well as it could. And then the bad news came. And then this is where just like, you know, that summer, uh, unfortunately, you know, for all the good things that happened, it unfortunately, uh, you know, put some things in my head that says like, see, I'm so good at this. And it just went straight to my head. Uh, and like, cause like, look, I went from not recruited to any, but from anybody to like, I had yeah. my choice, you know, from, from big schools and like, um, in, in a matter of two and a half months. You yeah. Know, so you like, went from non-movie script to movie script. My parents yeah. aren't there to say like, <laughs> yeah, 
knock off the nonsense like you know just like you humble yourself a little bit like there was nothing around like i and i was playing around good guys that you know just had the scene they you you have that you have to have at that level you start to have to have uh that mentality of like you know i'm better than you and uh and yeah it's a it's, you have to play confidently there's no like playing f- scared yeah unfortunately mine blew through the doors of confidence and, and went straight into arrogance <laughs> yeah. yeah like you know just i was a i was a dick for a for lack of a better word but like um you know so like when i got to toledo i was like this is below me it, it, you know, this is like, you oh. know, just, I want out of here. Like, you yeah. know, just, like um, I'm better than this. this is, this program's not going anywhere. You know, I'm still playing in cold. I'm still playing in wet. Like it's, this sucks. Went out there. So it's like through well, it's like, okay. Like, and everything was going, going great until it was like, but the problem is we've already got rosters picked. And so like, you're out for this year and you're out for next year. Jeez. And I, I was just crushed. It's like I just left Toledo, you know. Basically, told them, ah, yeah. "Pounce in, see you later, losers." And then, like, I get out there, and it was just like, "Oh, you're you're, you're two years from seeing the jersey." And it was like, "Oh man," uh, and I, you know, I just at the time, like, you know, mentally, I just did not handle that well. Yeah, programs like ASU, they'll they'll recruit like over recruit, right? And they'll, sure. they'll bring in a bunch of guys, and then they'll send them to like the junior colleges in the area, yeah. so that you can get some playing time, and, or you can sit the bench for two years. And it was just like. Where I grew up, and especially at the time, junior college was not where you wanted to be. Yeah, it wasn't as cool as it is now when everyone's yeah, like going to the big leagues right away. Like, it's yeah, different. Like, you know, just sports programs, especially like in like South and, and Western states, are are different at like uh, JUCOs. But like, you know, Ohio is like you you <laughs> like you yeah. weren't going there. Period. And so like yeah. um, uh, to to go uh, to to be told that at that time with my head, it was just like no. <laughs> I went back to Ohio and never played again. And because it was just yeah. like, I, that, you talk about dumb, dumb. And so, like, that's the story of like how I went from, you know, to essentially, here's the real breakdown is top of the world at like a high school amateur level. Yeah. To nothing. <laughs> you know, and back like that's to the bottom of the totem pole. Like, it, it, yeah, it's really how it is like, every time you jump a level. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so it's like, you know what? Like, you know, just I, I went back to Ohio. Um, had a couple of years with my friends and then came back out here uh, and then, you know, started doing the advertising thing. And then, but like, uh, but that was, uh, it, 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 it's, it's really about the only thing that I can say that I regret in my life, honestly, because it was just like, how dumb I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop because like I, I wasn't good enough. You stopped. I stopped because like I thought I was too good. Dumb. You yeah, talk about dumb. You're on the I was path, 18 though. years old, 19 years old. So and much just, time to develop still. Yeah. And like, um, you know, not for a few years did I go like, boy, that was, that was dumb. Like, you know, it was just dumb. It like, ate at you no, for a little bit. What's that? Did it eat at you for a little bit? Or just yeah, nothing like, crazy. Not, not like, nothing crazy. Because it was like, you know, like bit. at the end of the day, man, like it is, it is beyond difficult. Yeah, you are, you are the chosen one if you're going to the league. Yeah. You know, like, and, uh, like it just, I wasn't that good, you know. It's, it's certainly at that time, but like it was just like, man, I wanted to go pro because I didn't want to go to school. I, so like, you know, the, yeah. the closest I got was possibly going to the White Sox, and like it was just like 
I was about to be like, oh, dude, I'll do anything. You know, yeah. I'll sleep on the bed. Yeah, I don't know. I'll sleep on the bus. You don't even have to get me like a hotel room. Like, you know, just, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, now I, I just wanted to go pro. I got kind of close to it, but I didn't have the physical size, you know? So it was like, we don't really want to take you and have to do all this stuff to you. We want you to go have go have a college coach do that for you first. And then uh, we'll come back in a few years. Yeah. And it was like, I really didn't want to do that. Cause I hate school, still hate school. And then did you have to do it on my own? It wasn't going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, uh, like all the things that I've done, I, you know, aside from like the personal training stuff is like the advertising stuff. I, I, I learned from, from somebody else. I worked for somebody else for, for a while. And then like I had the hang of it doing it every day. And I was like, well, what's the difference of me doing this here? for as an employee versus me doing it on my own and so then i just went off on my own um did it that way and uh kind of the rest is history from there but uh yeah the baseball stuff was just it's the only thing that i i i I just say like boy if i could go back in time and talk to myself Mm -hmm. and just be like do you have any idea how dumb you are (laughs) you know just you know get it out of your head that like you're that good because there's there's way more out there that like you just haven't seen you know yeah. like, <laughs> like, and then and when you have those clients they're like on their way up and you, you can tell them that like along the way be like dude you know you're there but you're not there honestly uh, though, but then, you like, can almost develop way I don't more know like, if yeah, there no. was going to be anything that somebody said to me that would have gotten me to snap out no. of it aside from me because like you weren't listening you weren't, you weren't, yeah, yeah it was just like well you know, because you could say like, well, like, look at how your career, what career exactly? <laughs> like, you know, just look how that turned out. Like, you know, just and that's why, like, I, I find the the I find it difficult to find the words to describe, um, like, what I would tell my daughter about, like, you know, playing multiple sports because it's like, this is your journey. Yeah, you gotta figure yeah, it out. Yeah, like, you know, just you're gonna. I don't, the, to me, my, my philosophy ever since then has kind of been like, I, I will live and die by my own mistakes. And like, you know, so like whatever I do for the better or for worse, I will take responsibility as long as it's my decision. Some extreme but if it was ownership. somebody else's decision to say like, you know, just anything else from that and it didn't work out. Uh, there's, you know, just, I don't know if I would have blamed somebody else. And I'm glad that that's, it is squarely on my shoulders. I can't blame somebody else, you know, for something that they said or didn't say or whatever. So like that part, I've kind of wrapped my arms around and said like, okay, that's the kind of silver lining is it's, it's a life lesson of just like, you make your bed, you're going to sleep in it. Yeah. Hundred percent extreme ownership. Yep. Yeah, like you know, it's just okay. So now, like when I in business, it's the same type of thing. It's like okay, I can make this decision, but um, it's on me. I it's did on it. Me. I so chose it's like it. if it doesn't work out, like I who who else am I going to blame? And I yeah. love that about it. And <laughs> even if I took advice from somebody, you know, I took that advice and I used yeah. it and I made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it's just not having somebody else make the decision for you that goes against what you think is best in the moment. And so that's why what you just said is 100% true is because like you're ultimately making the decision to do it or not. And, um, you know, like I can, I've, I've made a lot of good decisions probably because of it. So like it's hard to totally regret it. Yeah. I, where would I, I mean, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have my daughter with my wife if like really is. anything had gone different. And so it's like, certainly not the worst case scenario no no <laughs> you know, definitely like, not at all yeah. no i mean it's, it's how you handle it you know you have your choice and how to handle it from yeah. now on yeah yeah of course and then a little bit about the scar what, yeah, what happened so like um just playing in um um 
you know, in some of the leagues around uh, around here, this was 2010 and 2013. Uh, Mid pitch, broke my arm. I just, thought I got shot just, on the baseball field, dude. Just like, like threw I'm, a ball, threw a ball, like it was broke. Throw a ball, just like I've done a bazillion times before that. Which and it, uh Humorous. Humorous. So right down the middle, right in half. Um, and I saw him pitching. You know, I throw the pitch, uh, and like, and it was just like every alarm bell is going off in your body. Like when you just, it's unexpected. So it's not like oh, I fell and I broke my arm or I broke my wrist or something like that. Where it's like. Here we go, and you know it on your way down that this probably yeah. isn't going to be good. It was just like I picked up, you know, I was throwing the baseball, got the sign, started my windup, and started throwing the pitch, and it's just like everything was just like I I can't even describe to you the pain, you know, like um, yeah, it was just through the roof, and like and I, it's like I had no idea what could have caused that amount of pain so suddenly in the middle of a pitch, other than I just got hit by a fucking bullet. Yeah, someone shot you on the field. Like, 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 yeah. You know, because like, you shoot a bullet, bullet up in the air or something like that, and it comes back down two miles away or something <laughs> like that. Like, I, I, you know, it's coming down fast. And it's like, man, like, I look back and I had fallen down to, like, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm screaming because, like, you know, the pain is just yeah. unbearable. I fell down on my left shoulder onto the ground, and, like, I look back and, like, um, you know, like, the bone wasn't – it wasn't a compound fracture, but it was it – was, it was, Basically. Popping up my through my tricep, oh. and like so, it's like I I saw it right away, and I, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain. But um, that's different. And so like I, I looked at it, I was like, as soon as I knew what happened, it was like, okay, I can calm down because I'm not dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like and the shocks, that's yeah, the adrenaline. Like, you know, thank just, God. But you know, like if you get you know clocked, it, you know, pretty good in a car accident or something like that that you weren't expecting. It's just like and you, it takes you a few seconds to, at least to just kind of yeah. have get your grip on on what's going on around you and like i saw it and then like the funny part is so i'm laying down on the mound and i'm like now i'm telling everybody else what to do because it was like nobody knew what to do and i'm like i i'm not getting out of here dude like you know just it's like go you know just call 911 tell them it's not an emergency get an ambulance out here they'll scoop me off the ground and you know take me out back and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, take me to the hospital or put one behind Whatever, my ear yeah. i don't know but like uh i was just like you know and they're like oh, dude you just dislocated your shoulder i'm like okay my, my uh, shoulder isn't six this inches is in the middle of my <laughs> arm you liars yeah, like and i'm like ah it's like ah this is broken in half dude like you know just and i was like i need just somebody needs to come and scoop me up and take me to the hospital so i you know the paramedics came and uh dude i swear we drove on a dirt road to get to the hospital. Like, cause oh, it was just like, bump, bump, oh, bump, dude, bump, like, you know, just, I felt oh, no. every, like, pebble on the street, and I'm just, like, <laughs> laying on the stretcher, just, like, trying, like, just, you know, it's just, it's just hurting so bad. And, like, they didn't want to give me morphine yet, cause of, like, you know, the ER doctor wanted to wait. So I was like, okay, got to the hospital. And, like, this is during spring training. So, like, I'm in full uniform coming in, and everybody's like, you know, kind of looking over, like I can see all the eyeballs yeah. on me. And I'm like, I just wanted to be like, ah, no, I'm not one of those guys. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just a regular schmuck who broke his arm <laughs> down the street. Um, and uh, so then I had surgery on that the next day. So I have two, there's actually two scars in there. Um, they're just overlapped. Uh, so I had surgery the next day, pretty straightforward. I mean, I felt a million times better the next day because as soon as it's fixed, played it together. Your hands working like things are Yeah, just yeah. it doesn't hurt to move. Like if I went to the bathroom that night, just to get to the bathroom would take two minutes because like you can't walk fast, your arms banging around. Yeah. You know, so like I could feel it. And it's like you got nerves, you got muscle in there that are not used in to the like, right place. Yeah, yeah. To, to to something like that. So there's just a ton of trauma in there. 
And, uh, you know, so it was a long night, but like, you know, as soon as I got it fixed and they put it back together, it was like, oh, I'm ready to go. Like, you know, just, I got left that day, you know, like, yeah. cause okay, you just, now you just have a broken arm guy, get out. <laughs> and like, uh, so yeah, I left yeah. and, uh, um, the recovery for that was certainly far more mental than it was physical because it was like, if I th- pick up a baseball again, whenever I do, is it going to happen again? And the doctors told me like, no, you're good. Like this thing is put back together. Like wait a year until like, you know, a good year, 18 months before you really start getting into that again, let it really heal. And then like, you should be good to go. So I waited probably two years, you know, cause it was like, I'm not risking yeah. this type of event again. Uh, waited two years. I started playing again, just not pitching. And then it was like, you know, like, uh, I can't stay off the damn mound. Like, you know, just, it's just fun. I'm watching it. too yeah. many guys, yeah. you know, like, you know, just give up hits and like, you know, just everything else. I'm like, I'm just going to mow these guys down. Like, and so I'd get into a game uh, that the game. So I did the second break three years, three years after the first one. So break number two, break number two. So, Wait, so first one was 2010. I didn't pick up a baseball again until really about 2012 or at least, you know, started yeah. slinging it. And then uh, it was about another year. But, like, uh, um, I felt good. You know, just I was feeling like a million bucks again. Like, you know, like arms starting to stretch out. I had the, the game before I did it. Uh, and this is just the men's league, but still. I had, I had 22 strikeouts in eight innings. And it was like, Hell uh, yeah. yeah, like, okay. Yeah, it probably took me about 120 pitches to get there, you know, but it was like, okay, like I'm good. Um, next, the next game a week later I was pitching and I like, by that time I'm starting games. Like, come on, come on. Like this is the guy's a pitcher. We have yeah, like he's a men's on. league. You're already yeah, doing like, well. Like, um, come on, we yeah. need you. And like, you know, people from other, other fields would come over and start watching. Cause like, you'd hear the pop of the glove. You and know? It's like, like, this is an actual pitcher on. Yeah. yeah like, like, and uh, like there were a few guys in the league who could do it, but like, uh, like, and like, I would say I was one of them. And then like, you know, so I'm pitching in the next game. It's probably like the second or third inning. And like, and I just felt like a little bit of tightness in my forearm. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of rubbing it. And my shortstop's like, Hey man, are you all right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, just, you know, just a little bit of tightness. I'm like still rubbing on. I'm like, I'm good. Next pitch. Bang. Again. I was literally, I'm, I'm 20, however old I was. I was just sitting on the mound crying on my knees because it was just like, this is over. This I've is the last pitch I've again. ever thrown. Like, you know, just, and, uh, you know, that's why, like, it was memorable for me to, like, remember the uh, the 22 strikeouts in, in, eight, in eight innings because it was like that was... I guess if I went out, I went in a, on a high note on the game before at least, yeah. and because uh, I broke it on a changeup, and it didn't, didn't wasn't going to matter what pitch I threw, it was happening on that pitch, no matter what, because what was happening was the bone was starting to split, and I was feeling it through my forearm. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the tightness. I mean, wherever you're so hurt, it it's not to, usually it where it's hurt, like, guys. Kind of twinge the nerve. Yeah, you know, and so like I was, it just felt like it's compensating in your forearm. Well, you and know then how like if, you, sudden, if yeah. you're lifting something heavy and you kind of get those little twitches, that's yeah. what it started feeling like. You know, it's like you're you're just overloading something, and it was like ah, oh, it never hurt. It was just kind of like eh, like I felt mm-hmm. like I needed to stretch it, and it would be fine. And it was just like no, the the next pitch, you know, like. I, f- I felt my arm, it, you know, do it again. It was a ton of pain. And like, but I just fell down to my knees. And like, the only thing I could think about was like, I'm never pitching again, which is probably not the average thought most, you know, that most somebody would have. feeling though. But like, it was just like, 
that's the last pitch I've ever really thrown and like, and I'm never going to throw. And so like now it's like, yeah, I can, I can throw it hard, you know, from third base or something like that. But like, you know, just, it's the repetition of it and facing a guy from the mound is, is just, those days are over. And I knew it in that moment. And so like, I'm just sitting there like on my knees, you know, <laughs> you know, people are like, dude, is like the pain, like really, like really high. It's like, no, oh, the pain is, the I'm pain not even is thinking pain. I've about done it. This shit. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even thinking about it. I was, just, I'm thinking about like, I'm just not going to play the game the same way that I'm used to playing it, and like, that sucked. And so like, I, it was just um, a day where it was like, okay, I gotta go. See, uh, scoop me up again and take me to the hospital. I need to have surgery on this thing again. And they had to cut it open. They had to go from top to bottom this time versus just like middle to bottom. And, um, you know, so it was just, and I had to wait, <laughs> I had to wait. I, I did that on a Sunday and I had, I had to get, uh, I got my surgery on Thursday, which is entirely too long. To oh wait. <laughs> my God. So I had a broken arm for, for three full days walking around my apartment. Cause was, there's nothing to do in the hospital. So it was like, they sent me home on Sunday night mm-hmm. and it was basically like, you know, dude, just that was the longest three days of my life, and then I got it fixed again. And it was like by Friday, I'm back working, you know, because like it was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. Um, I ended up, you know, I am, I'm really, uh, I, like I can feel myself, um, you know, taking like opioids. Um, I could feel myself starting to get hooked, and like, you know, it's like, no, I do not need to exacerbate no. these problems with something like this. You know, so I ended up putting them to the side and then, uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of getting my tattoo done. My, like I have a half sleeve on my left arm and like, I ended up using half of one of those for getting that done. You know? So I was yeah. like, okay, like at least I don't have to feel my tattoo get <laughs> done in some of those sensitive spots. You know, so like, um, but it was, it was just like one of those things from a baseball perspective that was just like, it was kind of like you, you my body is telling me that no, either the, <laughs> either the coach tells you or your body tells you yeah, it's one or the like other. One, something happens and, and like, you know, just, it was just one of those situations where it's like, okay, like I, I, I don't want to go through this again because like, you know, to the, the mental part of things to get back to where I was the, twice, you know, like just to get it there, you know, right before I broke it the second time. And it was like, you know, so the first time broke my arm, the second time broke my spirit, like for <laughs> yeah. sure, you know? And like, it was just like, okay, I can still play the game. I'm just not good at hitting. So it's just not fun to me. Um, I've tried to get better at it. I have been getting better at it, but like, you know, just pitching was the, the mental game of it. The physical game of it was, was way, more fun than anything else of the game. Yeah. No, I you bet. Know, I mean, uh, that's what you know. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty much my life story right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks you know? for all of that. Yeah. I really appreciate you just spilling all this stuff on me. Yeah. But, dude. uh, um, like the, how does that affect your, uh, lifting now? Like, I mean, have you bounced everything back out and like, or is it still like, do you have some like continuous issues on continuous that issues? Cause forever. like, you know, like, cause yeah, like there it was just different within three years to do that type of thing twice is just a lot to ask of your body. And, um, so like, I, I, I can tell you that like, since I have metal in there, I haven't been able to get an MRI to see exactly like, yeah. dude, if I could just take if a peek inside, you know, that's like, I thought about having a surgery to just open it up, open and it up and take a look, you know, just, you know, to see, cause I have nerve issues, you know, kind of imper- impinged nerve. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, so I had to guess in a lot of ways how to get back to it. Well, another regret would be, like, I didn't do, like, real physical therapy. 
afterwards and like yeah. you know you might you know somebody might wonder well like what am i really going to accomplish in like six or ten sessions more than you can possibly think and like oh you know, just that, I, you know yeah. I, I just regret not doing that and saying like i can do this on my own and it yeah, was just like because it's my arm what's yeah. the big deal like and maybe no. you're still in that baseball mindset like, like yeah, your, your pitcher so, mindset like you know well, from I guess earlier that's just like me that being big, a man yeah, like, yeah. I'm just arrogant yeah, and like just, the male you know, ego like, i'll take it yeah this one i can no and um you know so it wasn't it wasn't terrible it didn't really affect like day-to-day life but it was just like enough to just make me uncomfortable with it um and then i started seeing uh ashley yeah, she's huge on that. Dude, yeah, like, dude that yeah, nerve stuff is so amazing. Over probably the past two years, once I started working with her, the sheer amount of benefit that I've gotten from that new fit machine and her just sometimes I wanted to cry in there. She knows that. Cause like, it's just oh, painful, dude, it, man. No, <laughs> it's like the ice bath with electricity. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, you know, just, uh, and, and, uh, but like, dude, that, that, that thing has done more for me in the, like in those, whoever, how, however many sessions I've seen her. Um, and it's pretty sporadic, you know, but those sessions have done more for me than anything I've done for myself by a, by a mile. And so like, uh, um, you know, from an injury perspective, can't tell people enough to just go get it done right. You know, because yeah. otherwise, like you're dealing with things ten years later, like me. Yeah, you know, definitely. and that's that's not that's not any fun, especially when you have to guess as to what to do. Um, and like, I, I feel okay. Like, you know, just uh, my range of motion isn't isn't what it used to be. Um, I think that some things are just a little bit different than what they used to be. So like just certain movements that I can't mirror from left to right. Um, but otherwise, like, you know, just uh, I've always had like a weird like right pec. Well, I think that's all baseball players that's a baseball dude. thing. Dude. Because like, yeah, my right pec has like, I, I guess, a, I guess a little crease in it from like, like, like little, where my throwing arm comes I have a through. Divot, like yeah. right in that okay. corner. That's like, not just that's me a baseball too. thing. Yeah, okay, for sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, so my right pec has always been larger than my left and like um, my right shoulder, especially like front delt. If you start like, throwing, it starts blowing up. Dude. Yeah. And like, um, you know, so like, this whole area, like, you know, but my, the, like my, uh, the side of my shoulder was always kind of glued down through like scar tissue. She's really helped me with that to have more of like a, a more rounded shoulder, but like, you can still tell like it's there, like, you know, just all that damage that was done and then kind of left alone for too long. Um, you know, it's been a thousand times more work to undo it now than it would have been to just go see if <laughs> like, right that's away. it. Yeah, that's that's it. it. And like, that's what, you know, just, I, like I, I told myself, like, well, if I have something like that again, I'm not making the same mistake twice. You know, Timing I mean? is everything on the physical therapy side. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, yeah, I can go see one today, and it's not going to have <laughs> nearly the same effect, if any, at all. Like, and uh, you know, because now it's just like, um, there's part of my uh, the part of my bicep that just hasn't hasn't come back, um, and I have no idea why. You know, like because I, yeah. I can't see inside, and so it's like, did did something come undone like after the surgery like you what know, do like, i need yeah, yeah like and that's that's part of the uh i guess that's part of the fun too is it's it, part like, of the fun figuring out the rest yeah, of the time yeah. but like i mean for what ashley's done for me like you know has been so huge that like i was i told my wife like a couple years ago I, I said like you know if i really don't do something like this i don't know how much longer the feeling in my hand is going to last because of the nerve issues and it's like i don't want yeah. more surgeries like you know just you go to a surgeon, surgeon, you know, surgery is kind of the answer 
most of the time. And like, it was just like, oh man, like, I just don't want to have to cut this open again. You know, it's like, I don't know how that's going to solve the problem. And, uh, I fixed a lot of my nerve issues with Ashley, you know, to just undo some of the stuff that's inside, like on the nerve, um, to, uh, to get, you know, to a point where it's like, you know, grip on my pinky and ring finger was never really great. Like now it's like, I don't feel really any difference. Um, so she's made a huge difference in like, you know, just my life, you know, yeah. let alone, um, you know, just for baseball or for, you know, for weightlifting or something like that. And, uh, you know, so now it's like, I, you know, the weightlifting is my new sport, you know, like I, I enjoy the, cause like pitching, it was just like, I, I never really saw it as, as me against a hitter. It was, if I don't throw it where I'm supposed to throw it, nothing good is going to happen. And so like, um, kind of the same idea. It's like, I'm just trying to execute a particular pitch, not against a hitter, but oh, yeah. I, you know, where you put the glove up is where I'm trying to put that baseball. And so like, weightlifting has a lot of uh, the same kind of quality. Like it's me versus me yeah. of and my same ability movement to execute. Pattern. Yep. Same movement pattern. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yep. And then go past the point where you want to stop. You yeah. know, like, and not too crazy far, but like, it's going to take more than just what you're willing to do, you know, to, to get to a, a, a better level. And it's like, I don't compete or anything like that. And I have no interest in it, but you know, just, I compete with myself and, you know, just, okay, how can I do this one better? If not, you know, just more weight, more reps, more sets. It's just, okay. Is my technique about as clean as it can get? Cause otherwise, like, is it worth doing? And so like, I yeah. have those types of thoughts like, and I'm working out, like I'm, I am trying to crush technique and the rest of it will come, you know? So if yeah. I get the technique right, um, I'll, uh, I'll focus on that. I focus on that with my clients to the degree that, you know, I reasonably can, um, because I think that it's, you know, I'm, I'm after the efficiency of results. Yeah. Like that's it. Like there's nothing really more to it. It's just like, okay, I don't want to have to work any harder. I don't want anybody else to work any harder than they absolutely have to on the thing that they're working on to get to their goal. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are a hundred thousand different ways to get fit, but this is, there are some efficient or more efficient ways than others. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And most of it's aesthetics, you know, based, yeah. you know, so it's like, okay, if you want bigger muscles, like here's the way that. that it's going to be done. But like, you know, it's just at the same time, it's like, you know, stop working the muscles or stop working the weight and start working the muscle. And like, that's, uh, you know, as I've gotten more experience with it, I think that like people can underestimate how much really goes into, to weightlifting. Like the perceived effort being like the most important you part of it. You can watch somebody yeah. and you don't see most of it, you know, no. because like, you it's know, a feel just, thing. it's a mind muscle connection thing. For it's sure. like a whole, yeah, it's a whole spectrum. Yeah. And so to, just to get good at it, like I enjoy being good at things like, you know, just, I want if I, if I like it, I want to be good at it. Kind of been the way, you know, since I've been self-employed because it's like, I, that's how I survive, you know, but like, okay, it's like, if I'm going to do something and that's why I said like, you know, just, it's for me, uh, you can you've asked me like the other day, like what motivates me? It's like, I, I really enjoy watching successful people when people are good at what they do. It is noticeable. Yeah. You respect it for sure. And like, it's just, it's just, you just don't see it everywhere every day. And so no. like, when you see somebody who's just really good at what they do, and it could be something as simple as like, you know, look how this person laid down this flooring. Yeah. Look like, how this person interacts yeah. with their group. Do like, you know uh, yeah, it's different. Uh, I do not. Okay. Yet. When you own a house, like you're, you're going to start looking at some shit that you've never looked at in your entire life. Like, Hey, nice doorknobs, man. Like, Oh, thanks. Bro. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, just when somebody does something really well, like, you know, like lays down a flooring or, you know, does some painting or something like that, whatever it might be. But watching somebody who's really good at what they do is, is just like, I, I've 
become more appreciative of it. And so like watching my clients become better at some of the things that they do in here, yeah. it's just like, that's where the reward is. You know, it's like the improvement, not the, not necessarily a particular result, but it's, there's an improvement yeah. somewhere. They're getting better at something. They're moving in the right and they direction. enjoy getting better at something. And that yeah. to me is pretty cool. Definitely. Well, Doug, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Sorry, I took you for a long ride. We went over the hour mark. I know most people don't get here, man. You made it to the end. But yeah, uh, yeah. where can the people find you out on your uh, social platforms? And not uh, a social media guy. Not a social media guy for a you know a guy that was in marketing for so long. That's why though. (laughs) But you understand the the other side of it. Of course, um, I think it's important. It's just uh, it's not something that uh, I'm a consumer of it. I I look at Instagram for memes and that's it. Uh, (laughs) Like you know, but uh, I don't post anything. I, I you know just my my advertising skills are. don't require it. And so like, you know, just, I, I think that, um, you know, for me, I'm not, I don't have the the social media stuff. I don't judge people who do. It's just not for me. All right. So where do we find you then? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have my website. Like Life Lift Fitness is my personal training business. Fitness 48 Perfect. is going to be the gym. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, just, I'm not here to, to, I don't want to promote myself. And I told you my story. No, like, this and, is for um, the people. Yeah. yeah like, definitely. you know, just, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, you know, I, I've tried to, you know, come down from that, uh, you know, here's, here's <laughs> who I am type of thing. Like, uh, you know, so it's, like, I'm not, uh, looking to, to promote anything in particular on here. Um, I appreciate you having me on and let well, me tell yeah. the story. And, and thank you for you telling know, I, like, Most people don't know that entire story. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's only a handful of people on the, on the world, in the world that, that have heard that, you know, from start to finish. And like, you know, my wife is one of them. And so like, um, you're you're in the circle of trust now. Well, I'm honored, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. It's it's definitely an honor to have that. And well, thank to, you. And to my listeners, man, like you don't understand how many. Oh, times... they fell asleep fucking forty five oh, yeah, minutes whatever, ago. Whatever, <laughs> dude. You never know who's listening, and yeah. you never know who's yeah. gonna like take something from it. Just even the little. Well, I bits. hope that there's there's some uh, oh like story like because I mean I think that a lot of people have been through something similar. And it's, you know, like (laughs) I've just come to terms with it. And I think that more people need to come to terms with some of the mistakes and and what's the, what, what has happened since then that is the positive. So like, I've got way too many, way too many positive things that have come from uh, my failure to play a game. You know, like, yeah. and so like, and that's, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm actually proud of that fact now. So, um, hopefully somebody's out there that, uh, can take one piece of this and say like, yeah, you know what? Like, it's probably time to just keep it in the past. That's it. Well, I know I did. So cool. yeah, 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 at least you got one, but, uh, cool, yeah. Thanks you guys for listening. We'll guys, we'll catch you guys next week on the price for paradise. My name is Woody and Aloha. Aloha.